strange dialogue which goes on at the beginning of the session, the last three Makos in Kyle and Moshe. That Moshe says that you want to go out with everybody, old people, young people, women, children, and sheep and cattle. And Pharaoh says, no, you only need men. Don't need anything else. And there's a Marco. Another couple of Marcos. And he says, okay, you can go out with the children, but I'm not going to let you take the cattle. And then finally, after the final Marco, he lets him take everybody, including the cattle. Oh, it's strange. The. Uh, step by step uh, now there's another issue is that the Torah says that Hashem took away Alice's freedom of choice and it's a big issue and that freedom of choice People can make decisions between good and bad. That's a very important principle of the Torah. Even after the Eitzadas, it doesn't say that you must do bad. It says you always going to have a choice. Okay, now, this is a case where it says in the Torah that Hashem took away his choice. So it's a very, it's what you call a theological question. Why was this, what was going on here that Hashem took away his choice? So, a few answers, a few ideas. First is the Rambam. The Rambam says that normal people are always going to be given the power to choose good or bad. But some people, very, very rare, I'm so evil that they're so evil that Hashem doesn't want to give them the blessing of tshuva. Because if you have the choice, guy does a bravus and he has a choice and he does a tshuva, what happens is his bravus are wiped out. And sometimes their bravus are turned into a mitzvah. So, that um, some people are so evil. Hashem wants him to be punished. Uh, especially in the next world, he shouldn't have this redemption from of doing tshuva. So how was that level? Because he made people slaves for a hundred plus years. Killed who knows how many babies. It was so terrible that Hashem uh, Let's say a guy like Hitler, who dies as evil as he starts, he can't do Jewish and takes it away. A guy like Stalin, who says he's very, very evil people. 
it's a punishment. That's a Tuvam Bamites. Now Tuvam Bam, he gives a different parents. He says like this, that good tshuva, the tshuva which a person does should involve that he understands or he recognizes that the sin is a bad thing. That's that's that tshuva is acceptable, and Hashem will encourage that kind of tshuva. A person to have guilt feelings, and he wants to change. If he knows it was bad, he feels guilty. That's what that's normal, and that's good tshuva that Hashem supports. But this case here, how did I think what he did was bad? He still believed and making the Jews slaves and killing the babies. But he was so scared from all those Makos that he, he wanted to scare, he wanted to stop it. So he was afraid that, his, that he and his country would be destroyed. So he wasn't doing tshuva. There was no Akara Sachet. The basis of tshuva is recognized that I did was wrong. Then I feel bad and then I change and that's Hashem to forgive. But if you're not step one, there's no cause of He's doing tshuva, he's, he's doing the, 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 the outside shell of tshuva. He says, I'll, I'll let the Jews go and I'm not going to keep. So he's changing the behavior, but he's not in any way recognizing the sin. He's just changing his behavior because of fear. That's not tshuva. So Hashem doesn't want to support necessarily people and who are doing that. Hashem is not going to support them. Maybe Hashem is going to say, I don't want him, in, I want him to, I don't want him to change his way, but I want him to be punished more. He doesn't deserve to get off because he's not changing because of any uh, sincere thought he's changing. He's basically being forced to change. So that's not that's not tshuva. Tshuva miyura is not tshuva. Only only if it involves hakaras chet. But you say I know I realize it's wrong. So it could be this tshuva from Europe. But he has to say he has to really believe that what he did was wrong. That's without hakaras chet, and tshuva from Europe is not tshuva. That's what the Ramban says. I don't know if everybody agrees with that, Ramban. Is there a man in this week's parsha? So this week's parsha is both. Okay. Not an exception to the rule of free will. Tyrant chose to keep his evil perspective even amid the powerful punishments. So Hashem is saying, I will not let him bend as a stick broken in two. I will keep, let him keep his immoral choice because I want to punish the Egyptians more. I want the world to learn more about my justice. I will not let power give in due to practical considerations. As long as power is committed to evil, I will not let him repent. That's the second chapter. Now, 
pshat that the father of the Shem and Shmuel, Davdenez, gave a third pshat. He says like this, and people are a combination of the intellect and their emotions. Now the thing is, emotions are continuously changing, right? People have all kinds of moods. Part of the day you're happy, part of the day you're stressed, part of the day you're relaxed, you know, all kinds of emotions. And um, emotions can also make a person fluctuate between being nasty and being nice. Sometimes he's in a nasty mood and sometimes he's in a good mood. Good and evil. He wants to do good things sometimes and also bad things. Emotions are are always changing. They're not stable. What is stable about a person usually is his his, uh, intellect. Let's say he knows two plus two is four. That two plus two is four is never going to change. His logic tells him this is the real facts. So what happened was like this, that here, Paro had an intellectual reason why he wouldn't let the Jews go out. Because his economy, the country's whole economy, was based on slave labor. If he lets all the slaves out, the economy will collapse. The economy will collapse. There'll be a revolution, and they'll throw him out as, as power. So his logic told him there was no choice. I must stay with this till the end, because if I let them go, Egypt and the whole empire was built on the work of the slaves. If we don't have slaves, our, our whole country and our whole empire will collapse. So he said, Egypt cannot bend on this issue of slavery, no matter what the disasters are that befall us in the form of the plagues of motion. Because the alternative is a total collapse of our empire, which is worse. It's an existential threat to our way of life. I will not free the slaves, no matter what the price. This, uh, this this kind of national policy happens many times. That especially dictators have a logic why they want to do things a certain way and they don't care about it. And even though the price is terrible and emotionally they really don't like what's going on, but they can't because they're, they're, their intellectual idea doesn't let them change. Like you see, for example, Russia, Putin thought the going was to take him over in a week, two weeks. Meanwhile, it's half a year, maybe a year, I don't know how long was going on. All he's doing is that tens of thousands of Russians have been killed. And nothing, no gain, right? He has some kind of a concept in his head that NATO, Ukraine, they're threatening us. We can't let that happen. Some kind of conceptual concepts. So that's what they'll fight, no matter what the price is. The Americans had the same thing in Vietnam. We have the, the, the communism is spreading. We have to fight. We have to stop the communists, no matter what the price. This happens a lot of times.
different because an intellectual idea and the intellect is very stubborn it's unchanging and Paro said that the whole logic and concept of this country is built on the work of the slaves without slave power there would be no Egypt it was therefore ready to suffer any and all plagues to keep the slaves his mind, the mind is stronger than outside circumstances the stubbornness of the Seichel so basically what happened was only that Hashem helped his Seichel be stronger than his emotional fears he wanted to tough it out because he believed that this is the right thing for his kingdom and uh, so that's that's why so that was so basically wasn't that Hashem took away his power or uh, Hashem just supported his own thinking his own thinking should stay the way he believed to overcome his fears. That was the idea. Okay. So now, okay, so they have these different explanations why he, uh, how Hashem, you know, took away his, his freedom of, of choosing. Now, We're going to come back to the original question of children and the animals. It's an big detour. But so, he says like this, this is a, this is a very um, common idea in the Shem Mishmur that uh, he works with the basic idea of the Kabbalah that the human being has a number of levels of his soul. Right? So there's the five levels of the, of the soul. So the nefesh level of the, of the soul is the physical. Okay, the, so we have a physical soul. Makes our bodies work, let's say. Then we have an emotional soul called the ruach. So our emotions are functioning. And then we have the neshama, which is the intellectual level of the soul. Then you have chaya. Chaya is the is also called it's the divine part of the soul. It's the spiritual part of the soul. Called chaya. Then you have yechida. Chida is like a, the universal part of us. We're individuals, but we're also part of the big universe. So, the whole, in a sense, we're the piece of the universe that's called Yechida. Okay. Now, just like you have this for the individual, you have with nations. Every nation has a, let's say, every nation has a physical identity, let's say the Egyptians in this country, I mean this piece of geography, and they, uh, 
certain people are Egyptian people, so they have a physical component. Then the Egyptians, or the, any nation, has a lot of have a national spirit. of Egypt is the fundamental physical life. The Ruach, the spirit, the emotional style of the country, and the Shama of the country, would say, would be the beliefs and the values and intellectual ideas that drive the country. Okay. Now we find in the Torah, in this whole discussion of Jews and Mitzrayim in motion, taking the map, Sometimes the Torah speaks about uh, Aro. Sometimes Hashem does Moshe Melech Mitzrayim. And sometimes it's about Eretz Mitzrayim. So Eretz Mitzrayim is the physical identity of Mitzrayim or, or people of Mitzrayim. That's like the basic body of Mitzrayim. Amharats, there's a different words that the Torah uses. Amharats, the people of the country. Then you have uh, Melech Mitzrayim, the king of Mitzrayim. That's the Ruach of Mitzrayim. And Paro is the intellect and the Shem of Mitzrayim. Now, We know that Averos, which a person does, has to show or the mitzvahs. But let's talk about Averos. They, they can be Averos of the goof, right? The guy has certain passion, certain goof, certain pleasure that he wants to do. And then you have an emotional sin. There could be emotional sins. And then you can have an intellectual sin. So that's what we have. Avodazor is the sin of the intellect. And Gilorais is the sin of the ruach, of the emotions. And Shrikas uh, that's the sin of the goof, basic life. Now, the Egyptians of that time, they were corrupt on all three levels. They, they, were, they did all of these Averos, right? They were Bodhisattva. It was all over the country. 
was Gilua Vayos, and Shri Chazdamim. So every aspect of their identity, their nefesh, physical part of it, is Shri Chazdamim. The Ruach, the Gilua Vayos, and the Neshama, so they're doing every big sin in the book and every level of their country. So therefore, they were attacked by the plagues in every level. The first seven plagues which were in Parshas Be'erah they were attacking the nefesh and the ruach of the mitzvah. And the last three, which are in this parasha, which is Arba Choshech, Makas Bechoros, they were attacking the intellect and the shama of mitzvah. I don't think... Um, I would say other Abba. If, if, let's say, part of the Avodah was like the Tzon, or the Nilus. So those are the first seven plagues. And if Avodah is the Seicha, is the Neshama, and other Abba, and the Shrikos Domim, like Marcus Bechoros, that sounds more like that. They grew up the other way. Yeah. Okay. In any event, they were attacking all levels. So that's why we find different expressions of power stubbornness. Sometimes it tells you the word hiksha, hiksha power, from the Russian kasher. Sometimes it tells us by chazek, like chazak, it says kaved, kaved leif. So it's very interesting. There's three expressions for power stubbornness. Kasha, Kazak, Kaved. So the Shem says that these three terms relate to the different levels. The level of Nefesh, the life force, he should have instinctively responded to the Makos, but Kaved slave power, his heart was dense, or dead, and it didn't have that life force to respond. Then sometimes there's emotions, but power had this thing called kashay ruach. Kashay ruach means had courage. The emotion of courage helped him conquer the emotions of fear. That was kashay ruach. Then the intellect said he has to keep them slaves. It's chazak. Chazak late power means a strong conviction, an intellectual idea. So kaved means that he's not going to have kaved late power means he's not going to respond on a physical instinctual level if he's insensitive event, then um, the next thing was chazak 
means it's not has courage. And the third one was Hiksha, Hashem. Very strong convictions. So he was strong on three levels, Nefeshuch and Seichel. Okay. Now, we're going to get now to the eight, nine, ten plagues and what's going on over there with these animals and children. Now we see that uh, so they were up to number eight, which was Abba. So he calls Moshe and says, who's going to leave? Moshe says, the men and the children. So power says, but you don't need the babies there. You're serving Hashem, so it's the men. I understand that. The adults, but I don't see why you're taking babies. Now, Moshe said, we need our babies to have Sinai. We have to get babies out of Egypt because it's not just adults, we have a future. Future means our children. So, uh, what Moshe was saying was like this, he's saying that, uh, there's a level of saying beyond logic. That's okay. I was saying, explain to me why you need the babies and have Sinai. He says, I don't have to explain it. They're an extension of us. There's a level called the higher, the, the spiritual level, or the divine level. At that level, adult, child, everybody is connected. So, We have to have them because they are they are they're part of us, part of our identity. So, the the I, the the uh, identity of the Jewish people. Everybody, not just there's adults, the women, the children, we're all one, we're one, one people. So we can't have part of us and keep part of us. We're all one. It's indivisible. That's the. He says that that indivisible identity is that core. It's the core identity. Which she calls the Chaya of the nation. The, the core identity of the nation. It's, it's deeper. The Nefeshuch and the Shama of the nation. It's a deeper thing. 
it's, it's much more at the core, the center of the identity. So that core identity, everybody can't, you can't be anybody else. You don't have to explain it. Oh, this one contributes intellectually, this one contributes emotionally, this one contributes physically. It's, it's not a question of contributions of being. That's a question of who we are. So we are everybody. So that's why we the children. That's what emotions trying to Yeah, Shmuel. Okay, but I think I'm by the new building. Right time. Okay. I think you have two minutes of attention standing. <laughs> okay. You can, you can sit on me. You can sit on that chair. Okay, switch chairs. Shmuel, you sit here. You sit over there. Okay. okay. You can stand. can stand. So the thing is that Moshe is saying to Aaron, we have to take our children out of the from the time. Because the children are the core of the Jewish people. Can't have Jewish people is not just the adults, parents, the Abba, the Ima. All the children are the same In the Rainers game, they got children have to go out of Egypt. That was the times I don't understand. Why do you need the children for let the children stay here you say come back? He says, yeah, but we're, we're one with us. If we go to Sinai and come back, children have to go. So that's the big message of for this week's Pasha, that we're all one. Every Jew counts, young and old. We're all holy nation of Israel, getting the Torah. Even a little baby has to... Has to be exposed to Torah and Mitzvahs by the Abba, the Ima. And Moshe says, you go to Sinai, you have to have the babies with us. No one can be left behind. And that's the message of, uh, of the Pasha. The message of the Pasha is everybody has to be included in the Jewish people. Not only that, he says, even the animals, you want to you say, you can no, even our pets, the dogs and the cats, they're all part of the big Jewish family. Everybody stays together. I'm not going to leave one animal in the time. Every animal. Uh, we take care of our animals. If we go to our Sinai, the animals come with us. So it's not you have any animals in your house? No. We, when I wasn't born, we used to have a fish.
Levites have a blessing to have part of a big redemption like the Jews in Egypt had their redemption. We should have our redemption nowadays. Men, women, children, and Jewish animals. Be very beautiful. Okay, Amen.